So this is Kathy. She's calling in from Nova Scotia. I think that's just a little north of New York. <laughs> that's pretty good. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. If you want to create an independent living doing something that you care about, you've come to the right place. Your hosts are Corbett Barr. If uh, this was The Matrix, he'd, uh, he'd be Morpheus because he's old enough and smart enough to have a bunch of pills on hand. <laughs> Caleb Logic, he'd be Neo because he's the chosen one and he knows Kung Fu. And me, Chase Reeves, I'd be Trinity because wrap me up in some pleather and you're going to like the way it looks. I guarantee it. On the show today, email. Still the best form of communication online between yourself and your audience where it counts. But we've inherited and, and ran with a bunch of diluted, impotent ways of thinking about this powerful tool. So through answering a handful of listener questions, we end up creating a sweeping perspective on how you can approach email with authenticity and savvy. Savvy? Savvy Debbie. I'll be back to fill in any gaps. Let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to do another round of question and answers by the by the listeners of The Fizzle Show. I yeah. like this because, frankly, these wonderful people, they write in their questions, they call on their questions. I want to, I want to hear their voices. I want to answer their questions because basically they all want your advice, Corbett, because they're like, but my advice is is rarely very long, so we need to just expand on it for There's 15 minutes or yeah. so. Yeah. And that's why we have Chase here. Filler. <laughs> Hi, my name's Filler. Oh, God, I keep doing that. I mean Chase. Um, and by the way, uh, while we're on this subject, tell the listeners how they can uh, submit a question. That's great. That's great. Uh, you can go to fizzleshow.co. Is that the correct address, Caleb? Yep. That's, <laughs> nailed it. Um, and you can... Either write in your question or do a quick little voicemail thing using that. You'll see it. You can you can speak or write in your question. We prefer the speak because I like to bring your voice on air, hear your voice as you answer the question and all that stuff, or ask the question. Yeah, I think there's two other ways too. Oh, really? You can ask a question in an iTunes review. Several people have done that. They have. Yeah. It's kind of a cool way. We read all the reviews, and mm -hmm. uh, if you put a question there, we'll find that and bring it oh, on air. Quick, quick note about that. Do you know what? I went to Canada. We have six reviews in Canada. Hey, oh. oh, so we can't even see Canadian questions. That's right. So I recommend it against okay. that. So how about this? If you live, Wait, in which by the way, if you're Canadian, would you mind <laughs> leaving a review? I just want to get more to, than six. I just want to get to eight in Canada. Well, to be fair, seven would be good. There's there's only eight podcasts in Canada. Oh, so we're so at the top. We're, we're, we actually are <laughs> right in the, the middle middle tier there. Little tier there. Do they get they get the same podcast we get down here? They right? actually get different. News They're produced by altogether. CBC though, right? Yeah, everything's produced by CBC. Yeah, though. they don't allow it otherwise. It's, it's all CBC. All Canadian the jokes down. these slay around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Every American's like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, Hockey. you guys are the best. <laughs> Woo, CBC, hilarious. <laughs> So, so if you guys are listening and you're in the the good old US of A, you can leave us a question in an iTunes review. If you have left us one in Japan or Canada or elsewhere, we may not have seen your question. Yeah, and, please resubmit it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. We do apologize for that. For at fizzleshow.co. Inconvenience there. But you also said, uh, hey guys, at fizzleshow.com, right? Nope. Uh, you just totally botched that. What did I do? Hey guys at fizzle.co. Oh, hey guys at fizzle.co. Sorry. Hey guys 
at fizzle.co. You got it. Not fizzleshow.co. Uh, you can email, you can speak it, you can write it. We'd love to hear from you because we like to, you know, we're, we're that, you know, have you ever heard that NPR car talk guys show? Click and clack. It Absolutely. is on all the time. The Tappet Brothers. And I'm wondering why this is on, right? And about two hours in, I'm wondering why I've been listening to this for two hours. Right. Right? You're like, <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even have a car. I don't know. We've got to figure out where the smoke is coming from. <laughs> the lady's driving the 98 Geo Metro. Yeah. The smoke's coming in. Yep. And I sometimes when I'm sitting here with, with you two guys, I feel a little bit like... Uh, like one of those, like we're those those guys of online are you, business. Are you click or clack? I, I don't know. You're I don't filler. Know. That's a little bit ping pong. Um, so I'm filler. Yeah, I'm filler. You guys are uh, clutch, so, clutch so, and Stanley or whatever. whatever clutch. They are. Uh, okay, so without any further ado, let's get into some listener questions. And again, hey, can we just, the caveat here being like, we don't know anything, people. We've done it. We've done it ourselves. And uh, jokes and, on jokes on them for listening to us. And you know, the the one of the things we want you to get out of this is there's so many ways to do this. There are no right answers. I can show you loads of success stories. None of them did everything the same. You know, well, some of them did. Uh, you know, because they were copying some designs from other people or something like sure. that. Sure, right. But but the point being, you're gonna figure out a way that's so you that's so right for your it's, audience and the problem. So Raven. <laughs> I can tell this is, thank God, <laughs> this isn't even a Negroni conversation. No, it's, and just, we're already... it's just a silly conversation. Thank <laughs> thank Caleb for having questions to keep us on track. It's true. But I do want to, I want to thank our audience for, for asking the questions, for thinking we're the kind of guys that they're like, I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Um, because I, I, you know, when I first met you, Corbett, I was, I was, I was like, well, this guy seems to know what he's doing. Maybe I'll ask him. And so I felt the same way, you know? But I do want to say, take it with a grain of salt. You're going to probably find some way that's better than, yeah. you know, that's more, that's much more comfortable in your You'll own You'll get skin. to know us and realize we really don't have any answers. And that, that, that there are no right answers. If and that's, there's that's one, a great, that's a great point, I think, in, in your journey when you realize that nobody has all the answers. That is, I mean, Steve Jobs, there's this awesome interview or a little piece of video with him saying, like, I think, I can't remember what he says, but it's something to the point of, like, that was sort of the biggest deal of my life is realizing there are no rules. And all the rules that you thought there were were made up by someone who made that up at the point at which there was not <laughs> there that was rule. There was not a rule to begin with. And exactly. he's just, he or she was just some person who says, I think I figured it out. Yeah. And they overconfidently said, this is a rule now. You know what you I know? love? You know what I love? Mm. When you um, build up this idea that is like based around a quote that someone said, and then yeah. you completely forget the quote, yeah. and then you just paraphrase the rest of I it. I do. I do that all the time. <laughs> it's so I powerful. Can't remember, I can't it's remember. so powerful when that happens. I can't remember who said it. I don't even remember what it was about, but it, it, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> you feeling. know that feeling <laughs> exactly. when a dog lies in your lap and just looks at you? It's that vibe. <laughs> it's that vibe. That's what I took away. But it's Stephen Pressfield, and he's in his underpants. It's amazing. Yep. So now I think we're ready. I mean... Is there anything else to add here before we get started? I think it's all been said. You want to take the first question? <laughs> let's do it. Let, all right, let's do it. So this is Kathy. She's calling in from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia? I'm not Nova Scotia. I think that's just a little north of New York. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good for a filler. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Clutch. Take it away, Stanley. All right, so the first question we have is from a fizzler. Tom Southern is his name. He's from the UK, and he has a question about starting up 
a business just completely based on email. So let's take a listen to it. Hi, this is Tom Southern, and I'd love to know what you think about this. Do you really need a blog, an actual site, or could you build your blog on your audience rather by guest posting or networking, etc.? And then send your blog posts to your audience via autoresponder, such as email blogging, for example. What do you think? Cheers. Tom. This is great. This is this is awesome. I've got a couple of examples for, well, no, you for Tom. No, yeah, you I do. First of all, I gotta say, Tom, you gotta call in and leave more questions. How is it that we have so many cool like British speaking? I love how like how, how intentional each word was. And I could, frankly, you, you, Tom, could read me the the phone book here in the here in the U.S. That's a listing of all uh, f- uh, businesses and, and persons that that are in there. Anyways, you could read me their phone numbers, and I'd be stoked about it. I would just be sitting there like, yeah, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> and then what? What was in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll put a link to that dog video in the show notes. God, that 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 is incredible. Okay, let's get to Tom's question. Yeah, yeah. So his question was essentially. Do I need to blog or could I just put content out there on other sites like guest posting and whatnot, build a reputation yep. for, for myself, funnel that all into an email list and then sell to that email list essentially? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. What, what, you it know? reminds me of what Brett Kelly's done with uh, Evernote Essentials. Obviously, he has nerdgap.com, which is his uh, main blog as well, and an audience that he had built there that he sold into. But he sold w- way more than uh, he sold. Everywhere else as well, you know, um, and most of his sales, I think he would say, were coming from outside of his his particular audience. But it's a it's you know it's a page that sells a thirty five dollar book that teaches you how to use Evernote, right? Right. And you can now go to every site that could potentially ever write about that, and be the, the, you know have advertise there or whatever. Take people to the site, write a guest post, link to the thing. And you don't actually have to build your own audience. And what's great about that is in the selling of the book, you actually do get the email and you're able to um, continue that relationship with them. You know, and actually Brett was just on a, a pod, or he was actually, it was a while ago, he was on the Command Space podcast with Mike Hurley. Um, and I just listened to it. And it was really good. So I'm going to put that in show notes. If you want to, nice. if you have the idea of building a some sort of a book or or want to know how a, how a true nerd thinks about this businessy stuff, yeah, he's got a really good perspective on it. So I'll definitely put that in nice. show notes. Let me give you um, four examples of of email based businesses. These are these are really interesting. Don't take my um, one that I have. Okay, well I'm going to get four, and then if you have one left over, okay. <laughs> you want to give yours first, Caleb? Okay, I was going to use Daily Worth. Nice. I, it a, wasn't one of mine. So what? this woman named Amanda, Amanda Steinberg put together this. Basically, it's a daily email um, for like personal finance tips that mm. they email out. And there's hundreds of thousands of people on this. And she's built a business all around it. Nice. Yeah. I like it. And so it was just a list at first. And it's then gone on to do actual blogging and stuff. But it started as a list. Well, I mean, going back to the beginning of the Internet, it was like you were on a list. You were like on right. a list serve somewhere because yeah. you were interested in uh, Atari or in something like that. And it started, I mean, that's why you you can find these threads in like whatever. I think a lot of them got mi- migrated into like a Google discussion thing or or something that you can find them. They go on for, for millennia, it feels like. 
of just conversation happening via email going out to a listserv. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's but, interesting to think of, just the history that way. Okay, keep... Yeah, that's great. So um, we'll include a link to all of these different ones. Um, that's really good. I like that, Caleb. Uh, and if you guys have examples of these, you know, at, as always, share them with us, please. Hey, guys, at fizzle.co. Anyway, um, here, I've got, uh, I've got a bunch of examples. First one um, that everybody knows, I think, is Groupon. Right, Groupon is like uh, a multi-billion-dollar yeah. business that is essentially based on email. If you think about it, you go what to Groupon. Was a multi-billion-dollar business. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, they still <laughs> yeah. have that in revenue. Yeah. They they had hard times, but whatever. I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, they went public. They they're a pretty big success story. And basically, you go to Groupon site, you sign up for an email newsletter, and then they email you with new deals every day. Like that's pretty powerful. They don't. Yeah, they do. You know, they're not based around content. Basically, they had an idea that was so interesting, people just wanted to sign up. And this is really powerful as well because, you know, when you create a site where the only thing someone can do is sign up to see your content, uh, if it's a really interesting idea, then, um, you know, they might do that and you're going to get a lot more email subscribers than any other kind of reader and email is a really valuable platform. So keep going. I'm so, I'm, I'm so blocking you. Um, one point on that is one of the things that's great uh, about email is it's inherently time-based. In the same way that a blog sort of should be, or traditionally a blog is, it's, you know, I wrote this post, and then I wrote that post, and then I wrote that post. Email is, I got this at this time, it's in my inbox at 6.06 a.m. or whatever it is, right between these two emails. Um, So there's something sort of right now about it. It feels very fresh. Um, And then, of course, that, that can work against you as well, when that just, you know, it feels like it was yesterday already, because it came in yesterday, and I have 355 other emails that I've gotten. You right. know, so there's some drawbacks built into the technology, as well as some some pros to it. Yeah. All right. Check this out. Here's a really interesting example for you. It's called Code Year, and basically the idea here is that you sign up for an email list, and over the course of a year, they teach you how to code, huh. how to write software. Now, um, we'll include a link to this, but when this launched last year in January of 2012, they signed up 100,000 email subscribers. Wow. In 48 hours. Jeez Louise. Can you imagine anything growing faster than that? That's 48 crazy. hours, 100,000 email subscribers. So wow. this was driven mostly by people sharing this on Twitter and Facebook because it was just such an interesting idea. Yeah. Hey, teach me how to code in a year. Like, how cool is that, right? That is cool. So, was it always owned by Code Academy? Uh, yes. It was a, okay. an initiative launched by Code Academy. And that's you know what? It makes me think of, uh, the, what is it, Design Hack or something? I signed up for something that's an email-based design sort of intro coursey thing and yep. every couple of weeks I get a new email with five or six things like one of them was on all vector learning how to do vector stuff one of them was on all responsive web design stuff one of them is all typography um, and it's been great I think it's hack design or something and it, it, what's good about it is is it's not some, of course what's built in here right is that email is still and I think has always been and might no, not always will be, but let's just say for right now, this is the number one currency online. This is the actual, this is what a relationship literally actually looks like with your audience is in email form. Yeah, they follow you on Twitter. Yeah, they, they like you on Facebook. Yeah, they, you know, this, that, and the other. But there's no greater value, uh, or, you know, in terms of a relationship with a, with a buyer or a seller or whatever than through email. When you have, a, a, like, Jason Fried of 37 Signals talks about handfuls of features that they wanted to release and they wanted to do. And then they realized, no, email could just do that. Yep. We'll just do that through email. We don't need a massive notification system built yeah. into the thing with the right. flags and all this other stuff. 
We'll just use email. Yeah, email is the lowest common denominator, and it's still, I think, the most efficient, the best, the best tool for it. Sure, there's lots of bad stuff. Yeah, there's lot. Yeah, spam. Yeah, there's lot. You know, you, there's lots of problems with it as well. But it's, I think, it's what we're getting at is this is what it looks like. This is the height of a relationship with with one of someone's in your in your audience online. Yeah, you know that's yep. what we always encourage people to do, and that's what we hear from so many founders. I w- I'm so dumb. I wish I would have started, you know, building my email list sooner. You know, of people saying, "Hey, I'm interested in your thing. When you write more stuff, send it to me." So email is like is is premium. There's a pre- that's the the premium. That's the top of the top. That's what's built into this question and to all of our answers. Wouldn't you say, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah, yep, I love it. Um, two other quick examples. So one is called The Fetch. Maybe you guys have heard of this. It's basically a newsletter that comes out with um, interesting articles and events that are happening in your local area that are usually related to tech and entrepreneurship. Mm. They started in New York City, I think. There's one in San Francisco and, and other cities as well. Um, we'll have a link to that. And finally, um, I just read this really interesting article. I subscribe to the uh, Neiman Journalism Lab. Hmm. Basically, it's called the Neiman Lab. It's um, based out of the uh, Neiman Journalism School. And they have a lot of interesting stuff about what's going on with journalism online, Hmm. like what's the future of the newspaper, because they're crumbling, and they have a lot of good stuff there. They have a case study or an article about this guy who's running a business, which is an email newsletter service only, no public content, Mm -hmm. for baseball fans. And it's called The Slurve. And um, basically, you sign up, and then you get you know um, content from him, which is analysis about baseball and different yeah. teams and things that's going on. And you you pay to subscribe. Yeah. So right off the bat, it's not just a free email newsletter. You actually pay like five dollars a month to subscribe. And um, he's do- he's making a pretty good go at it. So we'll have a link to that Neiman Lab article, which goes into full detail about it. So I have uh, let me see two two things. Um, first is relationship, uh, whatever that's going to mean. And then I'm writing this another thing down. Got to be good. All right. Those two things are coming down the pipe. Here's my slurve ball. Um, (laughs) What matters about this is, is the connection with the people, the actual relationship. One of the things that Brett Kelly talked about in that interview uh, with Mike on command space is they're able to, he's able to now, like one of the things he did is, is he didn't make anybody buy the second version of it. He just let him have that for free. So he had the emails, he had relationships in play that he was able to simply gift that to them. You know, so that mattered. That that relationship. If I, people are always looking at how do I get someone to my page and increase conversion so that I sell to them instead of right. how do I get someone to my page, increase conversion, sell to them so in such a way that I can sell them another thing in five years or two years or one year. And then in 10 years, I've, we've, we've had many uh, you know, operations together, whether it's conversation, buying, selling, uh, just whatever, serving one another or something like this, right? That is a relationship when you're making an avid fan, when you're, when you're doing this long haul thing. That's what matters so much about email is, I, is you do it in such a way where it's like, it's not just like, I'm writing this for forever, for everyone. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not. If you're not writing it for forever or for ever, everyone, you're writing it for right now for me. And I think there's just something built in, sort of special about yeah. that. Obviously, when you're doing a big list like like the examples you've given, they're uh, you pre-written. Know, it's different. Yeah. It's different vibe. But but as any solopreneur, indiepreneur, whatever, indiepreneur, mediapreneur, media infopreneur. Jeez, Louise, I just used indiepreneur like accidentally. Yeah, are you gonna? I don't really like that. Are I you gonna say, make some content for your list as I'm, an infopreneur? I'm gonna cr- create some content. And I'm not going to try to, you know, monetize. 
Hey, I can mm-hmm. market that for you. Yeah, but uh, but I'm going to monetize. Can you make that viral, Caleb? Yeah, well, oh, I don't yeah, know. This thing I made, it's going to go viral. I don't well, know well the thing, the trick is, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put that share bar plug in so that Boom, the, instant the, viral. the tweet buttons just float with you as you scroll. Instant viral. Just just <laughs> instant. Man, vi- our listeners just must think we're just smug bastards. Virality. <laughs> Off the charts. Virality. Bro. But remember that. What matters about the email thing is... The relationship, building a relationship over the long haul. These are people who have real struggles, real pain, real desire, real things that you could help them with. And if you can be the one who helps them with that thing over the long haul, you can build an actual business. You can actually support yourself and your family through that. You can be a real life boy one day. You can be a real boy, a real infopreneur boy. Um, also, then secondly, you've got to be good. You know, everybody comes into this thing thinking like, yeah, I'm going to start blogging because I can blog. And it's like, I'm not going to sign up for that list. You're not, you're not interesting. You're not good. You're not talented enough yet. You haven't done the work. Yet, like We would sign up for the slurve if we're interested in baseball, and we believe you're awesome at this, at looking at the stats and, and t- telling me about these things in interesting ways. We would sign up for the Neiman Journalism Lab if there's interesting, good things that I wouldn't get somewhere else from this thing, yeah. right? We would sign up for these things if they're interesting, if they're good, if you've got talent, if you've got expertise, if you have a point of view that, I, that I'm resonating with. Don't ever forget that. It's not about it just like a, having a box on the page and be like, well, nobody seems to be using my technology. No, you haven't solved anyone's problem right. or done anything interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So just don't because you that. put an email sign-up box on a page doesn't mean somebody's going to use it. I'm going to go ahead and put a, put a fork in that. Okay. Say we got to move on. But Tom, I hope that answers your question, Tom, pal. thanks for asking a question that took us 20 minutes to answer. Really do. Please record so many more questions using our little button there, because I will play all of them. And tell all of your friends on that little island that you live on over there. Yeah. Send in their questions, Absolutely. Too. We love them all. Okay, Caleb. I mean... Ready for another? Stanley. Stanley. Clutch, great answers on that one, pal. Thanks a lot, filler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say? Fill her up! <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the problem with the car. What's the year of this thing? <laughs> okay, so we have a question... From Kelby about email lists also. Hey guys, my name is Kelby Barker and I run a uh, niche site. Relatively new site, started up a couple of months ago. Um, been doing some, some, some hustling and everything, getting the word out there, trying to try to utilize my networks and everything to let people know that this thing actually exists. And uh, I've, I've, I've been, I'm pretty satisfied with the amount of traffic that I've been getting so far. So what I'm looking at next is what my next step is going to be. Uh, as of right now, it's basically just a blog that has an email list attached to it. Um, but as Corbett always says, a blog by itself is not a business. Uh, so I've been thinking about what I, the sort of things that I can do to try and get some revenue coming in on this on this site. And the thing that I've landed on is ebooks, uh, ebooks about the topic, uh, how-to guides, sort of things like that. Uh, I, I've also recently read uh, Corbett's article about uh, the, it's that the twenty some ways to 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 generate traffic and everything. One of the things that's mentioned on there is uh, a free giveaway for for signing up for your email list. So the question I wanted to ask is, which one do you think would be better? If if eBooks is the thing that I'm trying to make my money from, maybe submitting them to Amazon or selling them directly from the site, would it would be would it be best to first give away an ebook for free for signing up for the mailing list, or would it be best to 
just get a product that I could actually start making money from out as soon as possible. Uh, that's, 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 that's what I got. Uh, thank you guys so much for the show. Love listening to it every time it comes out. Uh, and I'll catch you later. Awesome. Thanks, Kelby. That's a great, great question. He seems like a cool guy. Totally. Let's go was get that a beer. A, Kelby, let's go hang was out. That a, was that a saw in the background or something? Or I think it, it sounded like a, maybe a milk steamer from an espresso milk, machine. A milk steamer? That could be. So, okay, um, first of all, first of all, yeah. gotta say, apparently, according to our Canadian listeners, niche, as Kelby said it, yep. is the correct way of pronouncing that word. And niche, like as in niche, please, is not at all the right way of doing it, nor is Nietzsche. Or, uh, unless you're talking about Nietzsche, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nor is, uh, yeah. Anyways, I always say these things in different ways yep. and, uh, and, and my buddy Jay says that is not, um, that that's, uh, you're actually not saying that word right. I do not think that word means what you think it means. So Kelby got to give you props for saying niche correctly. Yeah. And now we've all learned how to niche correctly however uh you know what i would love to have heard kelby do is instead of saying you know we harped uh, a while back about your elevator pitch yeah and about how it's easy to kind of write off what you do and just say oh i j- i do a niche site well no one's going to hear you say i run a niche site and then go i need oh, to check yeah. that out you must i need to money. check out that niche site <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so what really matters is the substance of it and it would be more helpful to us to know what the substance is and can we say this i mean is there are there any sites that aren't niche niche sites? Uh, is there such a thing as a non-niche niche CNN. site? CNN.com, maybe? I don't know. MSNBC. No, that's, that, that, yeah. that's in a niche. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a niche, niche there. It's a news. It, it's, it's, it's about, you know, it's a liberal media handfuls news. of news. And right. basically, you don't go to CNN.com. You go to CNN.com slash politics or whatever. Yeah. Right? You're looking at a niche within yeah. a, within a, a yeah. site. Right? The concept is niche really doesn't mean anything until you clarify what you're... Yeah. What do we mean by niche? Can you look... Can someone find a, de- a diff- dictionary definition of... It's uh, like a subtopic or something. The idea is, uh, I'm imagining... So when I think of, of niche, again, not Nietzsche, not niche, please. Right. It's uh, we're going from a big base to a smaller base to a smaller base to a smaller base. We're focusing and narrowing in. My favorite example of this is what Steve Cam has done at Nerd Fitness. Fitness is this big, wild, big thing. Nerds are this big, big, big thing, this big topic. But you combine them together and you focus in on the overlap. Now you have a much smaller yeah. thing to target, right? So. According to Google, um, a niche is a... According to the internet, according to the Google. <laughs> ...is a specialized but profitable corner of the market. Oh, see, so it's it, actually focused on market it, size. It's like yeah. The word itself doesn't a mean corner small. of a market. Exactly. The, etymology, there, hold on, Caleb. Etymologically, do we have a, a French de- de- definition here that just no, means but the, like... It, it's, there's I'll, a have word. A, I'll have a niche of quiche, please. <laughs> it's, it's from to nest. To nest. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. You're such a poet. Look no, but I mean, the word niche, I think in the business terms, originally comes from a recess in a place where you'd put like a knickknack, a niche of something. So it's yeah, a corner a of a Yeah, a recess in a wall. <laughs> yeah. That like a statue goes in or something. Niche, nest, and knickknack. There you go. I've all just kind of come together to me to provide... A Venn you know, diagram. You, you can just take that to your Etsy store, and you can just have that. That's your whole brand right there. <laughs> niche. It, welcome to my niche nest, nest of niche knickknacks. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, God, I want. I want to make that. Store. My my point was for Kelby and others listening to this. Not that you should come on the show and try to like pitch your full business, but just you know, tell us what it's about and get in the habit of anytime you have a conversation, instead of saying I have a niche site, say I run a small site about. 
uh, baseball in the 19th century mm. and tell us, you know, about that thing yep. a little yep. bit, whatever it is. I like that. So, so let's get to Kelby's question, which essentially gets at, okay, I've, I've started this thing. I've got a little traction. I'm looking at, you know, your posts, Corbett, on how to grow traffic and get people there. I know email's important. I'm thinking of doing an ebook as a way to monetize, you know, uh, all of these things are, uh, again, like, like we've, like our comments on niche, they don't really mean anything, right? right. What's the problem that the ebook solved? Is it worth someone paying money for it? Were they, are they willing to do it? Do, they, do does, does that audience actually have money to do that with? Yep. But that's okay. Let's just, let's just assume those are, he those just wants are to know, he wants to know, I'm going to spend time on something. Should I create a product that I can earn income from? Yep. Or should I create a giveaway to get people to sign up to my list and then create a product? Basically. So interestingly enough, we were working, uh, Corbin and I were working all day, uh, putting together the, this, this, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't working. At all. Yeah. Caleb wasn't <laughs> Caleb working. Wasn't working. <laughs> Caleb was actually, Caleb was, was sweating away recording a new fizzle course today. And he was like, okay, I'm going to finish it all today. And then the thermometer started rising, 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 rising in San Diego, California. And he's like, I can, that, that's it. That's, he's like, I'm going to do it at my 6 a.m. tea time tomorrow. You guys should yeah. know that filming these courses is, is a ton of work. And especially when you're, when you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. Like when you're looking at the camera, in front of the camera and then For you have four to like hours. kind of move around like is it still recording oh, okay yeah, exactly it is. but um we were talking about what we've developed this this concept uh this this large thing we call the spark line and it's this map that all these all, all entrepreneurs sort of go through as they're building their business um one two big parts of it are what we call the minimum viable audience and the minimum viable product you've heard of mvp minimum viable product um you might not have heard the term minimum viable audience before uh, but it's something that that Corbett's talked ab- about a bunch, and it's this idea of like, how do I build something? Do the question, like you say, Corbett, is is it the ch- it's a chicken or the egg problem? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is it uh, do I build the audience first and then sell into them, uh, or do I do I make the product first and then go look for the audience? And the right answer is you kind of do a both and. So for me, my gut, my guttural advice or my gut level advice, guttural, you don't want my guttural advice given them what we just had for lunch, uh, is, uh, <laughs> see what I did there? It was, it was good. It was I cute. liked it. It was cute. Um, you, you, you make a very small thing that solves a very specific problem to give away for free to show the people that A, you're trustworthy. B, you, you're good at this. You, you can help them with their thing. Yeah. Uh, C, you can learn whether or not that thing you've made is interesting and valuable enough for them to sign up to get the thing. So you do that. It's just, it doesn't need to be a whole lot. It could be the equivalent of a blog post uh, that, that's really beautifully laid out, that's really to the point, really great right. handbook, manifesto-ish type of thing. Not manifesto, handbookish. Like, hey, um, like one of the things we've talked about here is like a niche. Let's a good example of niche or niche or niche, please. You know what? I don't really care, Jay. I can say it however I what want. What you mean is a a uh, specialized, profitable corner of the market. And to an example of how do you talk about? <laughs> I'm thinking more in terms of a nest. Um, what do you, how you talk? You could talk about your business when you come on the show. Give us your elevator pitch, and you could say. Uh, so imagine this golfers or golf, just this big general topic of golf. Yep. Imagine now 70 year olds, this other big topic. Now imagine 70 year olds who golf. Okay. Now we put those two circles together. There's an overlap. Now imagine the third circle below it, 70 year olds who golf, who struggle with arthritis. There's a big circle called arthritis, but only a small nest of that is, can you know filled with 70 year olds who golf who have arthritis that's really where your topic audience and the problem they have and all come together the problem so topic yeah. 
audience plus problem yeah. comes together to make this thing. And now we're interested in it. Okay. The nest. We know, but, but this more, the interesting is the more specific you get, the easier it is to, the, uh, for me, the, the easier it is for my mind to come up with ideas that could solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Or the easier it is for my mind to know what's next, to learn more about the problems that they actually have, yep. you know, or, you know, the products that they're already using or yep. the competition that's in that space or where to find them and market to them and, and, and learn how to talk their language. Right. Yeah. And I mean, but let's assume that Kelby is at that point because he said he has a niche site. So let's assume by saying he has a niche, maybe that he's no, but I, I know. And I was kind of going through that for a reason. Maybe I'm just excited about it because I like it as an example. Yeah. But um, but. I was going through that for a particular reason, and now I I, I don't really so, remember. So, but it was going to be so, so back super to good. So back to the so back to the thing, yeah. Caleb. What what would you tell him to do? He says, "Which do you think is better?" And I would say, "Yes, do both of them. Write but, a full on book and make like the first chapter or two your opt in, your giveaway. That's a good yeah. way to do it. Or just time box it. I mean, the the problem here, the danger is that yeah. you're going to get so drawn into creating the perfect giveaway that's this massive ebook and then you're never going to get to create your product and maybe two months from now you're going to change your mind on what the giveaway yeah. is anyway. or you're going to learn something from your audience you're like oh i thought this was the problem and that was a solution when it turns out no way three months down the line you're like that this is it and that's it i wish right. i would have done that research so just give a away, little bit earlier so give away something that's very specific and useful and mm-hmm. maybe even give that away as a byproduct of something that you're doing, which is to create an ebook, and then the byproduct of that is to have a chapter or two that's really useful, or maybe yeah. write a blog series, a really useful blog series, and then put it together in an ebook and give that away, you know, and uh, label it so that it it really solves a, an entire problem. So a couple of things we've mentioned is the chicken or egg problem: Do I build an audience and then sell a thing, or do I have a build a thing to sell and then find the audience? Yep. Okay, so that is a, that is a conundrum to which typically. I think the best response is find an audience you care about, serve them, meaning pay attention to what their problems are and how they talk about those things. Learn over, learn over time how you can solve, how you can build a thing that solves that problem or connect them with others and products and information that does solve that problem for them. Look at the business over the course of a couple of years mm-hmm. or five years and realize that, and don't, don't get, you can really, stab yourself in the heart your your business in the heart when you try to over monetize or too fast or something like that when you go like from zero to this has to make money and in the meantime it's clear you don't know what you're talking about you don't know who i am you don't know what problems i actually struggle with and because you're not making money on this thing yet and you're so you know frustrated about needing to make money you end up giving up yeah instead of taking more of an apprentice mode listening paying attention seeing what works what doesn't having some sort of a strategy to see what what feels good to me as well as what lands hardest and and one of the things that we would all agree with because we've all said it in different places uh is once we started like really being kind of ruthless about who we are uh, and writing in our voice and doing our thing doing something that felt comfortable to us yep. that's when traffic started picking up that's when interest started to develop now built into the concept of a niche site is you're is not being you. You're just trying to get traffic based on searches for testosterone or low testosterone yeah. or for this, that, and the other, right? And so it's a kind of a, it, ha- it has this, this douchey sort of enterprise vibe, you yeah. know, uh, built which, in. Which can totally work. It know, makes lots of totally people work. lots of but, money. But um, as we use in, as an example in the last episode, go check this out, simplegreensmoothies.com. What yeah. you're going to see is it that is a niche. I mean, that's a very specialized and profitable corner of yeah. a market. However, 
Jen and Jada, who run that site, are very much front and center. When you go look, you know, it's there's pictures of them enjoying their simple green smoothies, yep. you know? Yep. So a niche doesn't have to be impersonal by nature. Um, but great, great question, yeah, Kelby. Really good question. Really good question. Thank you, Kelby. Can, you know, keep, keep sending them in. As, as your business develops, as you try stuff out, let us know. Record a question. Say, hey, this is Kelby. We... I had the question before about the this, that, and the other. Yeah. This is what's going on yep. now. I'd, I'd love to do to see these little and, follow-ups later on. And bottom line, I, I love the email giveaway because it's a good test to say, are people even going to sign up for this thing for free? Do I understand a problem well enough yeah. that people are going to sign up for free information about it, let alone pay for a product that and I create? frankly, I think it's a great thing to test, to have two things yep. and say, which one of these... Is it significant the results between these two? If you can do a one pager, like download pre- print out of like do your best work mantra or whatever, and you have two different ones, you can see uh, what works better than the other. So I'm going to put a fork in that one, Kelby. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, wishing you all the best. Make make it count. Okay, Stanley, what else we got over there? We have a question from an iTunes review from Chris at Stumble Forward. Okay. And it's a question about mailing lists. So he says, I've been considering starting a mailing list for a long time. My problem is not starting one, but rather keeping it going. Like a lot of other things, I'm worried about getting my list started, but being able to keep it going and give it the attention it deserves is something I struggle with. Any tips or advice would be great. So reiterate that for me. The The question is, how do I start it and keep it going? I kind of am losing steam. Is that is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah. So what do you do after you start your email list? How do you keep people engaged on it? How mm. do you maybe use an autoresponder effectively and... Things it's, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. So, sorry, I was just making a note there. Got so it. here's here's one way to answer this question: Go sign up for a ton of newsletters and see how people do things. Sign up for newsletters yeah. and and email lists that um, you find intriguing, and don't just do it in one industry. Don't just sign up for you know all the fitness newsletters. Go sign up for Code Year and Fetch and some of the other ones that we mentioned and see how they keep people yeah. engaged. Yeah, um, you know because you do need to keep a list warm as they say over time um you know it's it's a really difficult thing to build a list and have a good idea for getting people onto an email list and then to go six months or a year without talking to them and then to expect that you're going to show up one day with a product or something and be like hey guys remember me hey guys hey guys (laughs) (laughs) remember me and and then uh just have them you know whatever enjoy your stuff now i can't wait for people to see us at like in person somewhere at some barns like Hey guys! <laughs> I can't wait. And, and for them to call Caleb Stanley or something. Stanley Clutch and what was mine again? Oh, I thought it was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hold on, you were on a you were on a thread right there, and, and now I totally spaced what it is because I got so excited about. Hey guys, but you were saying oh, oh keeping a list, list warm, Listen, keeping, yeah, a list keeping warm. a list warm. So I and I like that. Um, the here's something that I've done. With one of my sites, Ice of the Brim, which is just like my little sandbox of the internet. It's where it's it's me. I'm writing love. I'm writing like reminder notes to myself. It's in the Chase future. Reeves uncensored. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> no. This is Chase Reeves. Oh, uncensored. that's right. Um, uh, but one of the things I do is I used to have like a uh, through Mailchimp, automatically every blog post that got that got published would get sent out. But I don't actually have a publishing schedule there. I just I put a quote in from an article that I just read. I might do 10 a day. I might do one a week. I might do none a month, you know? So, uh, or, and sometimes they're big pictures and sometimes they're videos. It's a bunch of different stuff. I just want to remind myself of later on. So what I've started doing is I just set a calendar event for every two weeks. And in the morning on those, you know, the first and the 15th or whatever, I write an email 
And it's normally a personal email. And then I say like, hey, if you get anything from all of the stuff that I've written the last two weeks, uh, do this one. And then I also link to, there's a bunch more you know, down, down below that. But that's been helpful for me because I can control the format a little bit. There's a little more, I, th- I would say that people that are on the list, uh, well, they get more information. You know, uh, they get more me, and so it, I'm I'm kind of establishing more of a relationship. I think mm-hmm. that's my goal, at least, because at least I'm just I'm just writing, thinking, you know, that my ten friends who are on the list are going to be like, oh, glad I, glad I heard from Chase on this. You know, um, that's been helpful for me is just setting the calendar event, just kind of being religious about it, and not needing to, and just and I could, normally I just I just write that off the cuff, just throw it. It's not a big stressful thing for me. I just kind of throw it together. Mostly, it's actually kind of nice because I mean I'm you know getting back in touch with people. That I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah, you know, so I like I like that, but I have done you know what we do on Think Traffic also is every blog post automatically gets shipped in an email, and that happens every Tuesday and every Thursday, right? Because those are the two day or Tuesday and Friday, because those are the two days that we we ship uh, posts. I almost said content. Shoot me now. Um, we we are guilty of that, by the way, and that's because it's an industry term, you know. But I hate that con- content creation. Yo, are you making content? Hey, what's your content strat? <laughs> hey, you contenting? Exactly. I'm gonna be contenting for a little while over here. Don't bother me. I'm content. I've got an idea for some co- for a content based business. Yeah, it's content based. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a niche too. It's a niche content based. Yeah, I would say I'm more. Stanley of a- is not amused. <laughs> Actually, Stanley started off like, okay, I get where this is going, but you just kept hammering it home for yes. like. I'm nothing if not persistent, just as my wife. Um, so that's that's one thing that I've done, Chris. Uh, Caleb, what do you got? I would say you could do what you're doing, Chase, but if you make it so that it's an autoresponder instead of um, like a broadcast email, yeah, then anyone that joins your list in the future is getting these autoresponders for however many weeks you set them up. Yeah, so one of, yeah tell, tell them about what we're doing on Think Traffic on that front. Yeah, actually. so at Think Traffic, we've been writing them so that on, is it Sunday morning? Yeah, people get yep. so Sunday morning they get an email that links back to something that's in our archives from over 500 blog posts, just to check out. You yeah. know, some yeah. some of the bigger posts that have been the most popular every Sunday for the first few months. It's our Sunday morning jump starts. You got it. Yeah, I like that. It was a, it was a, it's a good idea because like like you're saying, we have like 500 plus posts in the archives, and some of them are just as true as ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of them were very time-based about some new piece of technology or new tactic or this, that, and the other. But most of them really are, you know, they're just as true as ever. And everybody, you need to be reminded of this stuff. And you need to under, you need to hear about right epic shit. You need to hear about all this other stuff, right? So um, anyways, the point, the point being, that's a, that's a great way. The, the autoresponders, which I've never done, to be honest, because you always have to, you have to pay for those in, in MailChimp, and I've just never paid for anything until I write 1,200 emails, which, yeah, like I'll ever get there with my little <laughs> personal accounts. But, um, but they're, they're an awesome way to slowly, you know, we also have called these, people have called them drip emails or whatever. You slowly get them to know. What I love about those Sunday jump starts is as we wrote them, it's slowly getting them to know more about who we are and what we stand for and and if it's the right place for them or not. You know, because the last thing we need is another person in our audience that's going to write some off-topic question in a in a comment somewhere that does you know it's like no we're, we're focused on the people who are doing the thing building the stuff yeah you know so uh allowing your audience to self-identify through that and to, to to really grow those relationships that relationship stronger um is awesome so and archives are so intimidating on a blog it's a way for you to curate oh the yeah. best things that people should start with first yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely so all right chris well let us know uh what you think of that shoot us at uh an email at hey guys 
at fizzle.co or, uh, or, or send in another question. Uh, that was a written one in an iTunes, right? Review? Yep. Okay. Yep. We have Maybe. another one, too. Oh, what do we got? We got one here from Paul. Paul says, I have an email list of about 350 people. Engagement is low despite my best blogging and YouTubing efforts. For being on my list, they receive my material before anyone else and before it goes into the store. I've been doing this for three years, and I think it's time to monetize the list. I've created a pretty good reputation for content and engagement over the three years, and I'm not afraid of losing people. But I think it's time to see who loves this stuff and who are just migrators to the free stuff. Any idea on what the rollout should look like? Again, kind of hard to do without knowing exactly the problem that we're uh, solving here, you know, that, that, that he's solving. So, right. Um, Sounds like his first first product first time he's going to try to monetize yeah like this list of people he's been building for yeah i mean first of all first of all just grab life by the balls and make it count you know what i mean do something cool do something good do something you can be proud of doesn't have to be long expensive big intense you know it could just be uh just uh, just whatever this this thing that's very you that like you said you've built up a good reputation with them like doing something that's very naturally uh one of the things that i see people doing a lot and and we've talked about this in the finding your voice stuff is they're talking about things they think they should be talking about instead of things that they can actually say. Mm-hmm. So Paul, one of, one of the things to do is what can I actually say? Even if it's something I've said before and free blog posts right. or this, that, and the other, even if it's something that someone else has said, I can say this thing and it can be, I can sell it for a dollar to this crew to see if anybody's willing to click the button, you know? Awesome. If it solves a problem, if it's you, if it's interesting, you have a fresh, fresh point of view, fresh, you know, it feels good to, to, to connect with you in that way. Then like, yeah, I want to do it. Yep. You know, that's, that's one way to do it is, is don't think super big, go on a little revenue excursion, try something, see what it's like, break the seal on what's, what, what kind of technology you have to set up in order to do that. Are you going to use Gumroad or PayPal or, or whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a big deal, breaking that seal of, of technology. And because once you do that, once an entrepreneur does that, you know, you've seen this look on their face, Corey, just when they like, they finally do that. And it's like, I know what I'm going to do next time. I know I'm going to do it differently. Exactly. Now that I see how this works, yeah. I've got it now. And that's, also just putting something out there to see if anybody's, like you said, going to click the buy button and then learning from that. Yeah. There's so many, there's, you know, like I think we mentioned this in the last episode. Um, a lot of people are playing business. They have an idea they put out, for lack of a better term, content, um, blog posts, whatever, and they're still playing business because they don't actually have a specific problem that they're solving. They don't have a way for those for their audience to pay them yeah. for the value that they provide, whether it be you know through an ebook or services or advertising or anything. Yeah. And so they're really playing business. They're not actually you know, and I, I, it's, it's rough when you get kind of stuck in that mode, but Caleb, the other, um, part of that question was also about how to get better engagement from the email list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got any thoughts on that? Do something interesting. Uh, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) besides doing something interesting and providing value, keep it warm, like actually keep contacting them. Um, he says he's not afraid of losing people. So I don't know what the hesitation is in what he says, monetizing the list. It's interesting. Yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this tra- like thing recently where it's like you can have a, a like Pat Flynn's audience really, really loves him. Smart, smartpassiveincome.com. You know, he they really love him. Like they'll tune in to watch him sit in front of a video camera and try to fill up like four hours of content on his book launch day. Do you remember this when he yeah. did let go? Um, 
and he just like turned on Ustream and like played trumpet and like like you know did the Michael Jackson hold the kid up thing <laughs> uh, like showed his his like high school pictures and things like this. That's and I, awesome. And I was tuning in and I was like I was like <laughs> what I I I came to Pat Flynn to learn how to, how to get passive income. Right. Yeah. I wanted to learn how to do my thing. And instead And here's hundreds of people tuning in just to watch Pat do his thing. Yeah. And so it, it taught me like a few things. First of all, uh I don't wanna I, I don't want to lean on people just falling in love with us. Uh-huh. I feel like that that business model breaks down. Second of all, or though, not. in the meantime, yeah, or not. In the meantime, personal relationships go a hell of a long way and they might not go a long enough way for you to support your entire family on just keeping close contact through your email list with 350 people and that goes down to the 25 that are really engaged and you're writing one-to-one with them right Mm -hmm. that's a way to get high engagement on your thing that isn't quote-unquote scalable right and we know chris gilbo there's 10,000 people on his email list at one point and he personally emailed every single one of them Right, and that's very unscalable. <laughs> Not at once, but every day, yeah. new people that signed up. Yeah, and, and and it was very unscalable, but but it was it. He, but you he know, was able to do it exactly. And the thing is, like, to worry about what's scalable in the beginning is is like is a fool's errand. Like yeah. they, you know, some of the best um, business minds, people that we follow that we're not going to mention again, but <laughs> um, investors, you know, they recommend doing things that are unscalable to begin with. Go out and meet your first client in person. You know, you're, yeah. even though they're buying an ebook, you know, it's like meet somebody at a coffee shop and walk them through it or whatever. And do these things where it's completely unscalable, but you get this rich experience by having that interaction yep. and you win over true fans that you're going to have forever. So in this case, you know, it's like you have 350 people on your email list. It's not very engaged. That probably tells me he said it's been he's been building it for three years. Yeah. So you've been building it for three years. What happens naturally is if you think about the problem that you're solving or whatever, people lose interest after a while because yeah. it was a hot thing in their life. Think yeah. about what you like three years ago that doesn't exist totally. anymore, you know? Yeah. We don't want to get into that here. Yeah, but, that wasn't, uh, it, it but it's not, makes it's, me uncomfortable it's just not to appro- think it's about It's not it, appropriate you know? for this, but um, <laughs> for example, the Goo Goo Dolls, like you're not so into them anymore. <laughs> and if you had subscribed to a Google Dolls list and hadn't unsubscribed, you would now be in that camp that, that um, Paul is describing. So it's natural yep. that fall off over time and maybe you just need to clean that. Here's, here's how to make your list more engaged. Fire the people who aren't engaged anymore and just get it down to the 50 people who care yeah. and, and stop worrying about writing for the people that aren't listening and literally remove the people from your list who haven't done opened a single email in a year, get it down to the 50 people that care. Yeah. All of a sudden you're going to see your engagement number. Now 80% of people are opening it and you're going to be fired up and talk to those people because they're the ones that are listening and the ones who care. And it's interesting. I mean, yeah, you might, you First of all, you say fire everybody except for the fifty people who care. And then my second question is, what do they care about? Who care about yeah. what? You right, know, Paul. You might not have a great answer to that question yet. Frankly, most new business guy people that are trying to do this thing don't have a good answer to that question. Right, right. And there is something that can happen where um, you might be able to tap into a vein. And I've known founders who've built really big sites that have that have been. In this situation, they 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 tap into some whether it's a, a cultural moment or or just something in general, and all of a sudden this big audience starts growing around this one little topic that they started over here, and next thing you know they're like, well this this is where the traffic's coming from. I'll keep doing this stuff. They keep building their audience on that one thing, and and this is great. This is you know they're they're building their thing on their niche or uh, or or niche as as you'd say, Corbett, um, and and eventually. 
three years down the road, they've got a you know a hundred thousand email subscribers, super engaged on this one topic, and the founder is dying inside. They hate this. They're like, what is the point? I you know, and they 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 could probably make they make money from it. They're doing the thing, but it just feels soul sucking, and it's not them. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's in some ways you can build an audience. You can really build a successful audience and and business around something that you will absolutely have to quit for the sake of yourself and your family. Yeah. at some point, that's a real possibility. You know, and life's too short those to be are, stuck in a thing. Those are, and, as they say, like good problems to have. Yeah. Well, no, it's not because it's really hard to walk away from that. The golden handcuffs, you yeah. know, problem of like. You know, Tony Shea sells uh, his first company to Microsoft, and uh, I think it was Microsoft. Anyways, massive, huge, huge deal, right? And uh, and he, if he could just stick it out for another three and a half years for but his he stocks to vest, yeah. he he would have essentially earned a billion dollars. And he left. Uh, and he left. He walked. He could. He tried to do it for, and he got almost a year in or something like that. And he had to walk away because. His, the the cost of his life was too high to him, and I hope you, dear listener, I hope me as well. I hope I have the courage to make that same question, to make that same you know decision, choice to choose Sorry. me and my life but, and my family and what I want out of life, yeah. instead of just something that grows an audience and gets real super viral niche, right, bro? But I mean, point being, at least you put yourself in that position, and you know you walk yeah. away with something. Yeah. It's better than not doing anything because you're afraid that you're not going to like what you do. And yeah, and I know. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners. I, dude, if I was listening to this a year ago, I'd be like, I would die for that problem. Exactly. I would love that exactly. that problem. But just to know, like, like that 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 other that that story exists is is a thing as well. Like, yeah. it's good to know that that exists because. You can get really worked up about shares and page views and subscribers and engagement and all this crap that in the end ends up working against you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so the the real questions, I think the, for me, what I wish I was better versed at, what are those bigger questions around who am I and what am I here for? And if I don't have an answer to those right now, what can I do to be to have more clarity about that in one year? Yep. You know, uh, instead of. I was always anticipating that I would have the answer right now and that it's my fault that I don't have it right now when it wasn't my fault. I was in the digging mode and that needed to happen. I needed to be in okay and exposing with that. that digging is a really valuable tool. Exposing that digging to your audience, yeah. letting them see Absolutely. How vulnerability, refreshing honesty, letting them see how the sausage is yeah. made. Um, you know, it's like these fancy chocolate shops around here. You know, they, <laughs> they are fancy. They have, uh, they sell $8 chocolate bars Fantastic chocolate at Dandelion, by and the they way. They are filling. Dandelion chocolate. But, um, you know, they, they have uh, people come in and see the process, like behind the scenes, yeah. and, and they're experts at it. But if you let people in to kind of see your mental process as you're going yep. through figuring out, you know, what you know about whiskey or what you know about golf or whatever your niche topic is, um, you know, and letting them know that I'm not an expert. I'm I'm a guy who really cares about this thing. Yeah. I might know a thing or two more than you do about it, but really, I'm going to bring in people who do know. We're going to figure this thing out. And you've nailed it right there. I'm a guy who really cares about this thing. Yeah. And you could also be a girl. Or a gal. Yeah. I'm a guy or girl. I'm someone who really cares about this thing. That is it. That's all you need. That, in five years, can put you at the helm of of something that supports your you independently, yep. you know what I mean, or is a great little side hustle that keeps you your soul sharp in some ways, you know what I mean? Because uh, oh, there I noticed again, you know what I mean, soul sharp. I, oh, no, you know what I mean. I know you know what I mean. So I think that yeah, you know, if anybody, <laughs> the drinking game, I got to figure out some way for that to cost me something to say, <laughs> maybe a dollar jar, or ten dollar yeah. jar, or whatever. But uh, but but you really nailed it right there. You people, if if you're not caring 
I can't say this enough. And yeah, I'm a little pie in the sky. I'm pretty idealistic. I'll be the first guy to realize that. I didn't go to the school and get the MBA, and I don't know how to validate a market this way, that way, or the other. But I'm extremely valuable to you, Corbett, because I can create an environment of care and of interest and of and of momentum and mission and things like that because I'm nothing if not like aware of what I care about and don't care about and I go all in rabid canine snarl on the things that I really care about because for some reason I'm dumb enough to believe that that's what the point of this whole thing is that the best way to do this is to have good friends that you get to do some work with that you think matters yeah you know and so on that note I think we just gotta we just gotta call it there because uh, I'm, I'm getting a little snarly rabbit right now. Yeah, you are you know, right. You, know, you need a you need like a cold compress or something. Yeah, I think I need to lie down. Gosh, do you still have that ping pong table in your basement? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else me cool off like a little ping pong. God, I need to get some ping pong. Oh, that'd be nice. Don't get me started. I've been no do the do the shoes. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was watching U.S. Open at the uh, at the at the airport in Kamloops with about two other people. Like all of them were like pilots. There was like one plane on the smallest little airport, most gorgeous piece of the country I've ever seen. Uh, and and it's all super loud in this little coffee shop. Super loud. U.S. Open. Oh, really? Everybody was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. <laughs> I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Caleb Logic. God, you know what? After last time when you did, the, I was so not anticipating you doing the middle name on the last one. I know. I remember that. Like I lost, I lost it for reals. Now actually. he's gonna. Now he's gonna tease us. But what was so interesting next. is how much it literally. It was so visceral. It was so visceral because it was such a big surprise. I've never been surprised like that in my whole life. I know you had a fit. I, <laughs> I finally. Fit. No more filler. <laughs> Only fit. <laughs> So there you have it. There's a ton of show notes on this one. I pulled out a lot of quotable bits and included some good videos, including the dog video that literally was the beginning of my partnership with Corbin. You can find all of those notes uh, and videos at fizzleshow.co slash 23. F-I-Z-Z-L-E show.co slash 23. I love the conversations that are going on in there in the comments. So please add your voice or, you know, say hi or, or maybe, you know, Halloween's coming up. You can just tell us what you're going to dress up as. Our thanks to Tom, Kelby, Chris and Paul for their questions in this episode. To ask your question, just go to fizzleshow.co and you'll see the little links in the box in the green box. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Maybe maybe just leave me a voicemail, a word uh, of wisdom or uh, or ask us a real question about what you're struggling with in your business. Get specific. If you liked this, please share it with a friend. Send an email with some, to someone. Say, hey, this. Or send out a tweet or Facebook something uh, or leave a review on iTunes. I don't know. I, you know cool people. So bring them into the fold so we can all party together and, uh, and put our asses on the line to build something we care about with people we love. I hope it's a great Fizzle Friday for you. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. I'll see you next Fizzle Friday. Thanks.